0: Hello my most amazing artist. Hello my most amazing art teacher. How are you today? Ready to create? <coughs> <coughs> I make messes. I make messes. I make mistakes. I make mistakes. But deep inside. But deep inside. I got what it takes. I got what it takes. I am an artist. I am an artist. Okay, guys, I'm uh, going to tell you, I told you a little story. I I lied. Okay, I'm not even going to exaggerate and say that it was a little story. I'm just going to say that I lied. I lied when I told you that I was able to accomplish, accomplish, I'll get the word right one of these days, maybe when I accomplish something, Um everything that I want to do in that very first day of art. You remember that little podcast I had not too long ago, where I said that I use the acronym WELCOME? Well, I do. But the C in WELCOME? The CREATE portion? Yeah. Y'all couldn't get to it. I just could not make it happen in the 30 minutes, in the two 30-minute art classes that make up my first two days of art. So instead of the acronym WELCOME, I guess we're going to go with, all right, I'm not good with spelling in words, um. Yep, well, um, Well um, I just made it all up and I was incorrect, I guess is the truth. So today in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you exactly what went down Charla Brown on the very first two days in my art room. Now, if you have hour-long art classes, this would translate to what went down Charla Brown in one day art class. If any of that makes sense, I feel like I'm being about as clear as mud. Well, um, what did you expect? All right. Let's talk about what went down in my room on that very first day of art. Now, if you need a visual before, after, during this here podcast, I actually recorded it. I recorded my very first class on the very first day, 8.45 a.m. I had a group of second graders for 30 minutes, and I recorded what it was we did. And then I did the same song and dance for the other following classes. And I'll still be doing it next week. We started on a Thursday, which don't get me started. Um, So I will be doing very much the same thing for a portion of next week. Until Thursday, I guess. Um, Then I thought I'd also share with you what I did on my second day. Neither of those days involved creating. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me just tell you why first, before I get into um, what we actually did do. Last year, I was just bent on getting those kids creating ASAP. I thought, you know what? I've been teaching these small humans for 15 years. I myself have been a teacher for 20. These guys know the routine. I know the routine. Speaking of routines, do I really need to cover them all that much So I said, nah, and I believe it was actually on the first or perhaps even the second day we were creating. And let me just tell you, the entire month of August and September, I lived to regret that because I didn't really focus on rules and routines those first vital couple of days It was a little bit of a battle to kind of get my kids back on track and get those routines established for the next couple of months. And I remember that. I remembered when September of last year, the end of September, was wrapping up, I thought, Stevens, you done made a mistake. You jumped the gun. You got super excited. You wanted to get all these projects rolling. That's just how I am. I get so stoked that um, I just want the kids and I to roll up our sleeves and get messy right away. In fact, I get so excited about projects, and this is the worst, and I'm just going to admit it, cause you know, I'm about as transparent as a dirty old window. I, um, I will get so excited about a project that I will have the kids start a project midway through another project. I know, I'm the worst. It got so bad at one point last year, near the end of the year, where I was rolling out my third pirate project. Third. Where the other two were not finished yet, that a third grade girl raised her hand and said, Mrs. Stevens, we cannot start another art project. We haven't f- finished the other art projects. <laughs> so that just lets you know, you know, what my, my poor children are dealing with. But that being said, all that being said, This time around, this August, these first couple of days, I remembered that. And I thought, you know what? I will cover everything I need to on the first day, the first 30 minutes. Come the second day, then we'll start with the C. Then we'll get into creating. And then I sat and I looked at everything I needed to cover on the second day. And like I said, I'll get into all of it. And I thought, there is nothing I can shortcut here. All of these things are vital. All of these things have to be discussed and gone over and practiced. So no, I'm going to take a beat. I got all year with these great kids. I want to make sure that I'm setting everything up so that we have an awesome year. So I feel really kind of bad that I I said that in the other podcast, but that's what I always aim to do. That's what I have done in the past, the creating component. It's just, like I said last year, I really thought, "Mm, let me go back and fix that when it comes time next August. I'm excited to say that Goodwill is a proud sponsor. I mean, I kind of threw the word proud in there. I don't know if they're actually proud, but you know what? I'm proud that they're here, so I'm going to say that they are. I recently was at Goodwill, and I scored the cutest sweater. It's white black flowers on one side and then it has a complete mirror opposite of that on the other side it's going to be so awesome to wear when i talk about contrast goodwill has this cool thing Um, you can share what you've bought and what you wear that you got from their store with the hashtag define yourself i love that because when i get up in the morning and i get dressed that's what i aim to do i aim to define myself in my attire. It's just what I'm passionate about. It's something I enjoy doing, and I kind of dig that Goodwill's there for it. And I also dig their mission statement. Check this out. Goodwill works to enhance people's dignity and quality of life by strengthening their communities, eliminating their barriers to opportunity, and helping them reach their full potential through learning and the power of work. Can I take that as like my teacher-in? mission statement thanks goodwill so much for sponsoring this podcast episode as soon as they walked in and sat down on the floor and I kind of did it as a trick I said let's just you did that so amazingly all right let's see if you can impress me with your with the way that you know how to walk in my room and sit down on the floor let's just see if you can do it without me even telling you what to do and they did I mean, they did it beautifully. There were a couple of classes where we had a new friend who didn't understand, no, you don't get out of line to form another row on the floor. The floor, by the way, is where my students initially walk in and sit down to hear instructions and directions. Um, And they fill a first row and then a second row and possibly a third. They know this routine. The majority of my kids I've now taught for years. So that I didn't feel like I had to go over again. I mean, it's obvious they know what to do. And then as soon as they were on the floor, we went over our art class catchphrase. So that is what you heard in that first clip. I think that was a third grade class that you may have heard. Um, But since I've had them for so long, it was great because we could just jump right in. From there, I explained to my kids my open and closed sign, if you follow me on social media, I've been sharing about that quite a bit. It's um, a Dollar Tree sign that a store would have. It says, open on one side, closed on the other, hence the name, open, closed. And I explain to my students when the sign says closed, which just an FYI, 99.9% of the time, it does say closed. It means that I'm talking and I'm giving instructions, and their job is to listen. Um, They're not to raise their hand. They're to be a good listener. And I'm gonna talk more about these kind of hacks real soon. So I'll just leave it at that. But if you're curious to learn more, definitely check out, I I just put up also um, a YouTube video. I'm trying to give you guys as much uh, of the things that I find success with in my room, just in case you wanna give it a shot. You know, it may work for you, it may not. The other thing we talk about is right away, my happy, sad board. That I do have a great big old podcast about. And that is also a review for my students. And from there, we um, watch my art room rules and routines video. Let's just take a moment and talk about creating a rules and routine video. I made mine about three years ago. I have been using it the first day of school ever since, and y'all, I love it. It saves my voice. It gives me four minutes to get up, go grab a cup of coffee, do whatever I need to do. It just gives me a breather and it saves my voice. And so many times, if you're like me, when you're talking to the kids about rules or routines, you always forget something. There's always that one class that missed out on hearing how we line up in the hallway or what we're supposed to do during cleanup or whatever else is in my video. The beauty of having the video is you don't forget a thing. The beauty of having a video is, is that it breaks up that first day a bit instead of just them getting lectured to. And trust me, in my room, it's never a lecture. Check out that video. It's crazy. Um, But it does break it up a little bit. And my kids really enjoy it. So if you've never created a first day rules and routines video, I would encourage you to do it. You can check mine out, see how I did it. I actually don't showcase myself in the video very much. I went and got other teachers in my school because I wanted them to show the kids how to do the right thing and the wrong thing and the kids think it's hysterical. After watching that, my students have now been sitting on the floor for a while and so we get up and we stretch Um, And again, I've posted that, the little song and dance routine we do for stretching to kind of get the wiggles out, especially for my young kids. It's a lot of sitting and listening for them. And they've been doing a lot of sitting and listening. So I want to make sure they get up and move for a moment. Once they sit back down, um, we do a bit of a greeting. I teach them my name. I always want my students to know my name. I never want them to call me anything other than my name. Um, And I want them to be able to feel comfortable saying my name. So I teach them in a really silly way how to say my name. And then I tell them, all right, now I'm going to greet you with a hello, Joe. I want you to greet me with a hello, Mrs. Stevens. And then I ask them a random question from my random questions stack of cards. I've been sharing this stack of cards on social media a lot lately, as I have been doing everything apparently. And a lot of people have been asking me, can I have a copy of what your questions are? What are your questions? And I just want to tell you guys, there's nothing magical about my questions. They are literally random questions for the kids. Some of them, and I'll just rattle a couple of the questions off, Um. What two colors make green? Can you blow bubbles with bubblegum? What's the biggest bubble you've ever made? Have you ever been sledding? Have you ever built a snowman? What did you use for its nose? What is your favorite food? What's your least favorite food? What time is your bedtime? What's the latest you've ever stayed up? If you could invent a bubblegum flavor, what would it be? Who painted the Mona Lisa? Those are the kind of questions that I ask. There's nothing magical about my questions. You can come up with some really fun and silly questions. And here's why I like doing this little greeting. Yes, it eats up about a good 10 minutes of my first day. I don't care. Here's why I love doing it. It allows me a moment one-on-one with every single one of my students. I don't usually get a one-on-one moment with every single one of my students in my art room. It allows me to look them in the eye, hear them, make sure I say their name correctly and learn their names, make sure they know how to say my name correctly, and just have a fun, silly little conversation with them. It also reinforces one of my my routines, which is procedures or just a, a life skill, be a good listener. Do not interrupt your friends. So a lot of times the other kids get really excited. The questions are funny. They want to answer them too. And they'll shout out when they do. I draw a line under the sad face on my board and I let them know, remember, we are being good listeners to our friends right now. Only the person that I am speaking to is allowed to talk. So it really helps me establish This is what it's going to sound like when we have a conversation in my room. One voice, either mine or yours, but not a whole bunch at once. When we're done with um, the greeting, I give my students all of their assigned seats. My tables are color-coordinated, so I got a red table, orange table, yellow table, you get the idea. My tables seat four kids, so at every spot I've used my bingo dauber to draw a little um, number on the table and by the way all of my tables are covered in the color of butcher paper or bulletin board paper that's their table so red table has red bulletin board paper on it and i take my marker or my bingo dauber before the kids get there and i just write a number one two three or four in each corner of the table and That paper, I get asked a lot of questions about it. That bulletin board paper lasts about two weeks max. The kids get to painting right away, we get to mess making, the paper gets trashed. The reason I cover the tables on the first day is so they remember the color of their table. Once that paper gets trashed, I recycle it and I do not cover the tables again. Um, not unless we're going to do something extremely messy, just because it's a waste of paper. It's a waste of my time. And from after those two weeks, my students are going to start wiping down the tables anyway. So once they've gotten to their seats, they now know what color and number they are. So to get their seats, I might say, you know, Mary, orange, one. Bob, red, three. And this is how fast I rattle it off. Um, Jane, yellow, four, Susan, red, five, or there's not a five, but you get the idea. I'm just going rapid fire. And they go to their seats and they take a seat. And the reason we do that is just so they get their seats. That way, next art class, the following art class, they'll know exactly where to sit. Yes, I do do assigned seats. Um, And in my room, I think really hard about who works who would work well together to be good encouragers and to be good peer tutors so I know my kids so I can look carefully at that list and think you know what so and so would really benefit by having such and such sit next to them um I I really like the kids to be able to teach one another I would much rather have them do that than me come around and and reteach all the time So I really think hard about what kids are gonna work well together in my room when I pick out my seats for them. Then from there, um, we do a little goofy game to try to remember our color tables. I'll say if you sit at the red table, bark like a dog. If you sit at the green table, meow like a cat. If you're a number one, please touch your nose. If you're a number two, please touch your toes. That way it reinforces where their color and number of their table is. From there, I call tables, we line up, we talk about how to line up properly, and we leave. That's day number one in 30 minutes. And like I said, you'll want to see it. You can check out um, the YouTube video. Sorry, I went blank. That's first day 30 minutes. Here's second day, 30 minutes. Again, no letter C. Kids walk in. I greet them just like usual. We go over our catchphrase. So I'm really trying to establish our routines. Greeting at the door. Catchphrase as soon as we're in the room. Then my rules and consequences video that they watched is four minutes long. And I go through those rules and um, routines Actually, there's no consequences in the video. I go through the rules and routines in that video in rapid fire. And last year, when I showed the video, I thought, that's fine. That's enough. No, 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 no. This time around, I decided after they take a seat on the floor, I am going to now slowly go over my three rules, which is A-R-T. Aim to do your best to do what's right. Respect. Yourself, the art room, Miss Stevens, your friends, and T, trust in your ability to learn. And I really kind of dug deep with each one of those. And I spent about five minutes on that. That I felt like was vital for them to really understand these are the rules. And I explained to them, just like I've been saying here, I created these rules for you. I created this amazing art room space for you. I want you to have an amazing place to create. These rules will help us maintain this amazing art room, this amazing place for you to be your best and for you to create. And I'm glad that I did that. And I can't believe that I didn't do that last year, just thinking that I could fly through it to get them creating. From there, I actually have another video. This one's only three minutes long and it's called Art Class Etiquette. This one focuses a little bit more on some routines, such as how we raise our hands to speak, how we don't interrupt our friends, how we clean up and stay in our seats when we raise our hand, we don't walk around with things. Again, the video utilizes the teachers in my school It's so much fun, the kids are cracking up, um, but it really hits home all those points that I wanna hit in a really quick way. I review the happy-sad board, I review the open-close, and then I introduce my clip chart. Now, I call this a clip chart, and it's just a bad habit to call it a clip chart, or not a bad habit, I guess, just a habit. There are no clips on this clip chart, And in fact, I have made a video that will explain this kind of clipboard to you. It's gonna be pretty difficult for me to do here, but I'll give it my best shot. I'll explain it like I explained to the kids. So I have a clipboard, and the clipboard has every color of the colors of the tables in my room. It also has four little marbles, flat-sided marbles, on each one of those colorful rectangles of the table. For example, there's a little red piece of paper on my clipboard. It has four little circles on it, each one numbered one through four, and they indicate each one of the children who sits at the table. So if Jane sits at red number one, then her little flat-sided marble is the one that's on the red rectangle that has a number one on it. Are you confused yet? Because I'm confused, and I'm the one describing it to you. Well, if she has a great day, her little marble, it doesn't move. It stays in its happy place. If I have to remind her a couple of times, Jane, you've got to raise your hand before you're speaking, and she continues to shout out, or whatever offense that we've established is not to be, you know, gone against, then her little dot has to be moved down to a sad place. Essentially, it's um, the kids' version. It's like an individualized version of a happy-sad board, right? So the happy-sad board works for the class collectively. This clipboard helps the kids with their individual behavior. I will put a really crystal clear picture up on my blog. And I like I said, there is a video about this because the picture I just painted for you is clear as mud. Yeah, that's the second time I've said that in this podcast, so we're doing great. Um, After I cover that, and like I said, that's just to keep track of individual behaviors. I talk a little bit more about my consequences, which I've shared here. Um, Then we go to our seats, just go stand behind our chair, and we have to cover emergency procedures Oh, gosh, I hate covering emergency procedures. But you know what? Don't tell anybody. I didn't cover emergency procedures last year. I mean, I was like, they know what to do during a fire drill. (gasps) No, they don't. What was I thinking? And I kept putting it on my to do list. Okay, we'll cover it next week. Okay, you know what? I forgot. We'll cover it next week. I never covered it. Yeah, I I I don't know what was wrong with me last year. I know what was wrong with me last year. Same things wrong with me all the time. I'm crazy. This year, when they went to their seats and stood behind their chair, we talked about what to do during a fire drill, and we practiced it. We talked about where to line up for a tornado drill. We practiced it. We talked about what to do during a room clear. We practiced that. And then we chatted about what we would do during an intruder drill. We did not practice that. So... That pretty much wrapped up class, but we, most of my classes, we did have enough time to end it with a bang, which was the clean up drums. So I know I've probably shared this with you before. I have a full drum set in my room and I also have a gong. The clean up drums is played right before cleanup. The gong is played also. And it's just a great, fun way to end class. The drums were donated to me, and the kids and I, we love them. So on that very second day, we all gather around the drums. The drums sit on a round rug. Everybody puts just the tippy tiptoes of their toes on that rug. And every one of my students has the opportunity to play the drums. We do a little, I get out my microphone, and we chant the child's name, Khalil. Khalil, Khalil, shh, and then he plays the fill that I've taught them, added bonus, a lot of them remember how to play it from last year, and then we do a great big, yeah, at the end of that, and then we chant to bring the next kid on. That is what I've been doing my first two days of art class. Have I had children say, are we"? going to start making stuff soon? Yes. Yes, I have. In fact, on that very first day, I had two different first grade classes where the little boys, two little boys said, we didn't make anything. And another one said, how come we didn't do anything? (laughs) And then, and then on the second day I had, I believe it was a third grade girl who's new. She was like, so do we end up making stuff ever? And I'm like, yes, baby, we do. You know what? I think that, that right there, was what made me last year just kind of jump past all this stuff and get to the creating. But I'm here to tell you, focusing on all of this rules, routines, is vital. It's got to happen. And you know what? It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be dry. Make it entertaining. Make it fun. Get them up. Get them stretching. Let them go play a musical instrument. Break it up a bit but make sure you cover it all. And like I said, if you, you want to take a little glimpse inside my room, you are more than welcome to come and hang out anytime, but definitely check out that YouTube video just so you can kind of get a feel for what it's like. So there you have it. Wellum, my new acronym. I hope you guys have an awesome day start to your school year. And my friends in Australia and who've already, New Zealand, already in the midst, halfway through your year, I hope that everything is going along just super duper. Thanks, guys. Talk to you real soon.